Uh, people out there listening probably don't know, Jerry, what happened April 14th, but I do. Anybody and that's when Chicago had to cancel is. their concert here at the Palace Theater. I'm a huge Chicago fan and founding member, Robert Lance. Got a new tune out. He's going to tell us about it. He joins us now. What's up, Robert? Robert! Hey, man, we're just uh, making music here. You know, we can't uh, yeah. we can't tour, so, uh, you know, I'm contacting all my buddies uh, who uh, I like to write with, but especially Jim Peterick. Yeah, we just had Jim Peterick on. He's a regular on. with our show, he, man. He's yeah. been on quite a bit. He has a, uh, a coronavirus-driven song, but your song kind of eclipses that and even addresses all this new civil unrest because I like the message. Everything is going to work out fine. I love the title. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's not like we planned it, but, yeah, it, we wanted to, and we're happy that it's, it puts forth a, a nice uh, everything's going to be all right vibe how long did it take you when you write with someone else obviously being from chicago and you you've wrote with guys in that band but is it the process just and, and jim's worked with uh, dennis de young who he lives next door with is the process easy when he's been in survivor knows dennis de young work with him you've worked with the guys from chicago you know your band chicago was the process easy um it is it's easy because well in particular for jim with jim it's easy because he's like a He's like a proactive, very optimistic guy in the first place. I mean, he's got such great energy. You know, he's written a million songs, as, as we all know. But uh, so so uh, on one hand, it's great because he's professional, and and so am I. And uh, working with file sharing uh, is kind of a cool way to work. Sure. Um, and I live, I live in Southern California. I mean, he's in the Midwest. He's outside Chicago. So sending the stuff back and forth is in many ways a lot easier than driving across town, you know? Yeah, I love the fact that, you know, here you are, a founding member of Chicago, but this is a, a Robert Lamb uh, solo with Jim, as you mentioned. But as soon as we sampled it yesterday in anticipation of your visit, and as soon as it, it starts, you go, you got that Chicago in your blood there. <laughs> you know, Robert, oh, yeah. You it sounds, it's got that great old school vibe to it. Well, you know, uh, we... Jim and I kind of decided, you know, it's it's more like emerging, emerging, emerging of the two bands. So, you know, we very consciously uh, got Nick Lane to write, who does a lot of arranging for Chicago, to write a horn chart. Uh, and Neil Donnell, Chicago's lead singer, you know, we both love his singing, and and he's uh, he lives up in Toronto, so we sent we sent the track up to Toronto. <laughs> You know, and, you know, really kind of put it all together. So we wanted it to sound like the two bands. It would remind you a little bit of Jim's work and a little bit of Chicago. So I think that's a good thing. Yeah, yeah I think and it's we a want great to let thing. people know they can download or stream it now. iTunes, Amazon, Apple, Spotify, it, it's all there for you. Hey, you know, I mentioned uh, the start of the interview, and I like you guys so much. I even bought Upper Deck seats to see you guys. April 14th, have you guys decided at all as a band to reschedule, or are you still on a holding pattern? Well, it is, it is rescheduled in a sort of tentative way. I think that between... Uh, Live Nation, who we often work with, and uh, Chicago's uh, uh, booking agency uh, and our manager, they're constantly on the phone trying to trying to figure out when the heck to schedule this stuff. And right now, honestly, it doesn't look like much, you know, much is going to happen. Yeah. Maybe some something around Christmas time, but it all depends on 
if if there's a vaccine, if there if people can be feel safe in the con, you know in the context right. of a live concert. I mean, I've I've seen that I've seen the news reports of some concerts uh, being uh, being staged in drive-in movies, and I think that that's a good idea, a cute idea, but it's not very practical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For a hundred shows, it's you know? not viable yeah, for yeah. any kind of length, right? Right, and we talk to a lot of stand-up comedians, and it's just decimated the stand-up industry as a whole, and they don't know when they're going to get back. Do you miss just perform the live performance? You must really miss that. Well, I, I, I mean, I love performing, but I have to say, okay, this number of months that I've now been home uh, uh, has been. An unusual experience because, you know, I, I've been working and touring for 50 years. So that's my sort of normal regimen. But being home these months has been great because, <laughs> you know, I, I've, I've discovered I, 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 or I've realized that I married the right woman. You, know? you <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you you learned your children's names yeah. and everything. But that's did she great. say the same about you, Robert? That's the key. <laughs> that's all good stuff. Yeah, good stuff. Robert Lambs with us. You know, Robert, we were talking yesterday on the show, and we had Paul, you know who Paul Stanley of Kisses on Kisses, of course. And you know, Paul and Gene wrote some music, and Paul Paul told us the story how he wrote the song "God of Thunder," and they got in the studio, and the producer said, "Nope, that's a Gene song," and he said it just devastated him. You are a great writer, and if people don't realize all the hits you wrote for Chicago, but twenty-five to six to four, great song, right? But right. when you when you would write songs and Peter Cetera would sing them, did you write them for you? And he sang. How was the decision made? Of hey, I'm Robert Lamb. I got a hit song. Maybe it's for me, but for the betterment of the band, maybe I have Peter sing it. Oh no! At the time, you know, we were at the time we were all sort of uh, working like a like a I don't know what you would call it, but kind of a experimental mm-hmm. thing and i always cast my songs i always i always wrote them specifically for either terry Cat or for Te- for uh, peter Sotera, or sometimes i would sing them wow that's pretty yeah. uh, unselfish of you because not a lot of people would say that they'd write a song but that's a a pretty good way to do it hey uh, robert people love stories can you tell us a story of writing a song and just kind of either the funny way the song came about or something funny going on when you wrote one of your hit songs. Maybe a song took you a long time to write or a song took you like two seconds to write. Well, I have a lot of songs that have taken me years to write, to be honest, because I'm, I'm, I've been writing songs my, my entire life. Mm-hmm. So sometimes, you know, you just, uh, you know, it's like a, it's like a, an artist who's a, a painter. Sometimes you you know, in the, you, you paint as much as you can and then you put it aside and work on something else. That's exactly what I've been doing my entire career. But as far as funny, I think that when I, uh, when I brought Does Anybody Really Know What Time It Is to the band on the first album, uh, I wasn't intending on singing it. We were thinking to approach it like, you know, when the Beatles had, would have Ringo sing something once in a while. Right. Because, because he wasn't such a good singer. (laughs) (laughs) So we, so yeah, so we basically had tryouts and we, we had all the guys try, you know, Danny Serafin tried, uh, Jimmy Panko tried, uh, I mean, even Terry tried. So it ended up being me anyway. So. 
<laughs> that, uh, that, so that is great. So much for that idea. And uh, and and Robert, I, uh, I I came of age in the '70s, and I don't think a lot of people today, unless you're my age, your age, realize. Everybody had the shirt, the Chicago logo on the shirt. Did the band get a piece of that merch, or because I mean, everybody was wearing iconic. that shirt that with that well, iconic I logo. I have to tell you, Chicago has been around so long that when we started with those shirts with the logo, there wasn't the, the term merch didn't even exist. Yeah, that's true. So, so you know, we just. We just sort of did it. I don't even know whose idea it was. We started with uh, we started with uh, the logo, and it went on from there. So there's always been a logo shirt. Oh, yeah, okay. and yeah, Chicago, Chicago was always, you guys did a lot of touring every summer, right? I remember yeah, numerous, a good decade or even two where it was always the summer tour. Chicago and Beach Boys or Chicago and you oh, guys. It's going to be Chicago and Rick Springfield. This or last Rick tour. Springfield, yeah. that's yeah. true. Yeah. yeah. Well, we did three years with Earth, Wind and Fire and then took a year off and then did another year with Earth, Wind and Fire. So so those, those guys are our brothers now. You know? Yeah. And uh, actually, I miss them. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't miss the guys in Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Robert Lamb's with us. Jim uh, Peterick and him teamed up for a song, Everything is Going to Work Out Fine. You can get it now. Stream it, download it, iTunes, Amazon, Spotify, Apple Music. Hey, where were you? Do you remember where you were at and what was going on in your life when you turned on the radio and heard yourself for the first time? Um. I don't remember. Okay. But it was a long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> well, do you, do you I'm remember? I'm sure I was happy when and, I heard and, it. And maybe for a lot of bands, you know, we're, we got James Young and Sticks coming on next week, and they didn't hit it, like, get their first hit until, like, album six or something like that. For you yeah. guys, you had, right away, your first album hits. When did you realize you guys were going to be, your guys are going to make it? Was that first album, or was it somewhere album two or three in the process? Well, you know, we we had such incredible good luck on that first album, Chicago Transit Authority. I think I wrote like you know eight out of the thirteen songs myself, and Amazing. I was just writing songs. And, and we got we got real lucky. And but I would say it was not until around the third album that we realized that there was something going on here. And you know because frankly I. I just thought I would do this music thing until I figured out what I really wanted to do in my life. But it turned out to be music. Yeah, you've been very and, fortunate then. You Good know, and a, lot, you. a lot of young people, Jerry and I remember that remember this part in Europe, in Chicago. But tell people out there, because you, you're a lot of hits, then in the late 70s, early 80s, not so much, but then David Foster came and produced a, two or three albums with you guys, and you guys hit it hard with a lot of hits. Talk about just what David Foster brought as a producer to your band, because, boy, he is for other people as well. He's, he's just done that for a lot. He's yeah. an amazing producer, isn't he, Robert? He's an absolutely amazing producer, great musician. Uh, you know, he... He was brought in by both the Vision Company and management because, as you said, we did have kind of a kind of a sparse uh, late seventies, early eighties. But you know, his job was to you know figure out either either write songs with the guys in the band or bring in songs from the outside because he had, he had, up to that point our biggest song 
was, if you read me now, which was a ballad with like violins and stuff like that. So he figured, you know, Chicago, Chateau, you know, get a, get a couple of ballads going and that's the way to go. And he was right. So his job was to get us back, you know, on the radio with you guys. And he's just a, a brilliant, a brilliant producer and a, and a good man. Well, when I was a kid, you'd go to a dance tour, Robert, and, and the opening notes of Color My World were coming. That was the quintessential slow dance right there, buddy. <laughs> you looked for a girl. <laughs> you looked a lot. You, <laughs> you looked a lot, you know, lot the, Jerry. <laughs> it used to be whiter shade of pale, but then that lost it when Color My World came out. Boy, that was the slow dance. Yeah. I can't tell you how many people we meet backstage at our shows and they always bring up that song as you know that's how they <laughs> that's the song they played when they got married and the whole thing and that's a jimmy panko classic for sure. yes yeah. it is hey with grammys walk of fame rock and roll hall of fame can you put your finger on the greatest achievement or do you just say hey it's been all everything's good um well for me everything's good there's Personally, the Songwriters Hall of Fame probably meant the most to me because I've always considered myself. I mean, I just wanted to be a composer of music. It just turned out that I got lucky and I, I was part of a, a band called Chicago. Wow. So yeah, I think, uh, but, it's, but it's all good. And the thing is, you've just got to keep going. I mean, I, I do anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, on Facebook, on Twitter, the website, robertlamsolo.com. And the new song, Everything is Going to Work Out Fine. We're going to try, we're going to play a little Chicago here, Robert. And uh, thank you for your yeah, time. Yeah, big what fan a, of your work, man. God bless and good luck to you, sir. Thanks. Great to speak with you guys. All right, take care.